Establish truths of life. Establish truths of life are never, this is a short one, established truths of life are never negotiable. Established truths of life are never negotiable. Oh, glory to God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. You come here, Father God, to hear your word. We're asking, Father God, that our hearts are open to receive, Father God. And Father God, that which we receive, Father God, we will put into practice, Father God. We'll just not be hearers of the word, but Father God, we are doers of the word. We thank you, Lord, the anointing upon each and every one of our lives, Father God, to accomplish the task that you have set before us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, there, were, there was a public survey uh, indicating what most people, that most people believe that they are going to heaven. You know, everybody said, yes, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven. The question was asked, how does a person get to heaven? And here were the most common answers. Obeying the golden rule. Be good to your neighbor. Go to church. Do good deeds. Pay off your bills. Okay. Not many uh, got the right answer to God's invitation. God's invitation was found in John uh, chapter 3, verse 7. Ye must be born again. Okay, glory to God. And then, of course, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if thou confess with thy mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. Glory to God. So those are the two main factors that we've got. Um, as Jesus began his ministry, he called 12 men to become his disciples. Maybe that's one of the questions I have. How many names can you? Never mind. <laughs> Jesus came, um, came to them while they were doing their daily routines uh, in their everyday life, um, working and earning their, their livelihood. He called them and said, let's go to there. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4 and find out what he said. In Matthew chapter 4. And we'll start with verse 18. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. That's Matthew chapter 4, beginning verse 18 in the Amplified. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he noticed two brothers, Simeon, and, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, throwing a dragnet into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said unto them, Come after me, as disciples, letting me be your guide. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Come, follow me, was his statement to these gentlemen. Uh, follow me, actually, hear and do the will of the one who goes before you. Follow me. And we need to listen and do the will of the one that goes before us. And so he's telling, telling these gentlemen, 
follow me, do what I say to you. Follow me are three words that changed their lives. Come follow me. In fact, it changed the course of human history. Come follow me. Everyone who is a Christian today can thank the 12 disciples because they said yes when Jesus said, come follow me. And when they followed him, he transformed their lives. Jesus called them to change. And that's what he's telling us. I'm going to transform your life. Glory to God. And you will be changed for the good. God regenerates the dead and rescues us from the dominion of darkness, glory, when Jesus says, follow me. So let's go to Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 1, looking at verse 13 and 14, that's Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Wow, what a fantastic thing. There's a change that comes, comes to us from the inside, and it should develop to go on the outside. We should have something be radiating in us and it should just radiate out to uh, those that see us when we are following him. There's a change in us. There was a change in the disciples. For, for three years they followed the Lord and there was a change in their lives for the better. Yes, some of them stumbled. I think we all stumbled. But they got back up on their feet and followed him. Amen. Glory to God. So God is in the business of calling people to himself. Come hither, or follow me. He calls many people from various age groups. And Jesus commanded that his people obey him. Follow me, follow me, be changed. Are you being changed? We need to go from glory to glory. We just can't stay stagnant. Too many people say, I'm born again, that's it. I've got my fire insurance. But we're supposed to go from glory to glory. We need to progress. Amen. Begin to do the works that God's called us to do. That's what the, the disciples learned to do. Amen? And we are... He tells us, come, follow me. We need to do the same. We need to change. We need to do the works that he's called us to do. Amen. Uh, on one occasion, Jesus said to a man, come, follow me. And the man, well, let's go to, let's find it here. Matthew chapter 8. Jesus is, come, follow me. And the man kind of... Uh, said, uh, let me bury my father. And the man said, let me take care of the things that I have, and then I will catch up with you. And Jesus said, no, that's not right. 
what was and what is important is reaching the living before death. He was, God was going to, you know, take care of his, uh, the family. His dad died, and he was going to say, I'm going to take care, you know, take care of the... But Jesus says, no, I want you to go for the living, not the dead. The dead are passed from being helped. Their fate is already sealed. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22. Says, but Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. We're, we're supposed to come alive and do things for those that are alive. You can't pray for the dead. It doesn't change, change that unless you're going to raise them from the dead. Hello. There can be no, I will follow you, but there can be, but Jesus, our hearts must be his and his alone. Matthew chapter 4, see if I got this one right, oops, got it back up. Matthew 4, verse 19. Matthew 4, 19. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This is an invitation. Come follow me. From the Amplified. Come follow me. This is an invitation to each and every one of us. How, do, how are you responding to Jesus' words today? Do you see them merely as a, a written phrase in the Bible? Uh, that's uh, something he said in ancient past. Do you limit that invitation solely to the individuals that Jesus spoke to at that time? Are you hesitating to follow him? Do you start to think about what would incur if I followed him? Or maybe some have refused. Refused, Or does a statement, come follow me, apply to you or me? These are the words, these words, let's look at it again. Matthew 4, 19, and, and he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. These words describe the nature of the new life you have and the fruit that you will have. Follow me, that's a new nature, and I will give you fruit. Fishers of men. Wow. How many have you been fishing lately? Ooh. Some of us are just wanting to sit, sit in, the, in the boat and watch somebody else catch the fit. He says, we need to be all fishers of men. How many fish have you caught lately? Follow me. This is an encouragement to have faith in all that we do. Uh, Matthew chapter 11. And Matthew chapter 11. This is some encouragement when we follow him. Matthew chapter 11, looking at verse 20, 28. Come unto me. 
all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in my heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If we're following him, we're going to have things much better. If we have a lot of turmoil, we're not following him. Because he makes, he says, I, my, my peace I give unto you. So are we following him? Are we doing his work? Like I said, how many fish have you caught lately? Oh boy. Jesus sought to instill and develop faith in the hearts and lives of the disciples. He gave them love, grace, mercy, and power. His call to follow me is not only an invitation to begin a life of discipleship, it is essential that we respond and trust him for each and every day. Follow me. Stick with me. Reflect me. Move from being a believe, just a believer to a disciple. There's a lot of believers out there, but they're, they, they're not putting any action to their faith. And James says, if you don't have any action with your faith, your faith is dead. Come follow me, and I will change you. How many, how many are, are being changed? Or how many are, of us are being feeling, feeling we're changed? There's some hurdles that, that, that uh, we come in. The hurdles. Come follow me. Are we fishing? Hmm. Stick with me. Reflect me. Believe on me to be a disciple. This is security. As we follow him, it becomes security. We know what's going to take place. Jesus knows the beginning to the end. And if we follow him, we'll have a smooth path. Okay, well, let's see what happened. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Just a moment. And right after the book of Lamentations, you will find the book of Ezekiel. And we want to go to the... 22nd chapter of Ezekiel. That's chapter 22 of Ezekiel. I know this uh, in some aspects. Jesus said, come follow me, but look at look what happened here at this point earlier. Jesus is still asking, come follow me. In Ezekiel chapter 22, I hope this is not speaking of our generation or, or any of us. That's Ezekiel chapter 22, looking at verse 30. And I sought for a man or woman among them that I should, that should take up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Wow. Come follow me. How many people, like I said, you know, like I said, the one individual, uh, when Jesus said, come follow me, the, the person had an excuse. I'll catch up with you later as soon as I finish this up. How many times our, the Lord has told us to do something? He says, well, you know, I'm busy, but you know you can count upon Sister Susie to do it, or Brother Tom can do it. I'll kind of drop a hint to Brother Tom, then he can go out there and do it. 
But we're called to do it ourselves. If he's giving you the thought, it's for you to do. Not to say, well, you know, I'm busy. Somebody else can handle it. What he said, come follow me. Now. Amen. This is, let, not, let not this statement of, I sought for a man among them, to be said of you or, or our generation. We need to follow him and bring honor to him in these last of the last days. We are living in the last days, and we have more power given to us if we would just open up to receive it and walk in it. Thank you for all the amens out there. When we chose to follow Jesus, we enlisted in his army. Now, there's only a few of us that have been in the military service, but when someone tells you that's a rank or two above you, tells you to do something, it's aye, aye, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever may, the case may be, you go out and do it. You don't say, well, so-and-so can do it. That person in charge said, you do it. We're, we're in the army. We can't pass, pass things off. We need to do it ourselves. We're called to do it. This book that you have in your hand says your name in it. Everywhere it says, go, go ye. That means you. doesn't talk about your brother, your sister, your mate, or your neighbor. Amen? We need to follow and bring honor. Okay. Again, when we chose to uh, follow Jesus, we enlisted in his army, okay? Our allegiance is to him. We take orders from him. We do not act without seeking his in input on things we do. So, well, you know, I, I know how to t handle this, Lord. Well, sometimes he wants you to do it in a different way. Oftentimes we get messed up by doing it or as Frank, Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. And it was all wrong. It becomes messy. But if we do it the Lord's way, it's not never a mess. It comes out good. So don't do it our way or my way. Let's do it God's way. Okay, glory to God. Uh, let's go to uh, the book of John. Now let's go to the book of John and the 15th chapter. John chapter 15. Follow me is an invitation. Follow me is an invitation. John chapter 15, looking beginning verse 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call, I, I call you not servants, for a servant knows not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Come unto me. He's calling us to be in friendship with him. Glory to God. By grace we have been given the privilege of leading others to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You got that privilege when you're a fisher of men. It's a granted privilege for us to share in the ministry 
of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a privilege to share the good news of the gospel. Thank you again for the amens. Because it's the only hope to a world that's lost and dying. The good news. And you, you have, it's, it's on your lips and in your heart. We need to share it. Come, follow me. Do as I request of you. Amen. Through faith and obedience, it's possible for us to become friends with Jesus. Just think about walking with Jesus. Him sharing all the good stuff. He says, I see you doing this. You can do this. I've given you the power to do this. You can tread on devils. You heal the sick. Amen. Jesus didn't think of his disciples as personal servants. He thought of us as friends. In fact, we're co-laborers with him. We have an inheritance with him. You know, <laughs> what's, uh, I think most of us have had uh, in our families a brother or sister, or at least, you know, maybe a cousin or something that's close. And... Uh, When you're asked to do something and your sister or brother says, no, you let them do it. You know, they get, they're appointed to do something. No, let him take out the garbage. Let them do the dishes. You know, I'll, I'll do this. No, whatever is assigned to you, you need to do it. We need to do that. He saw them as friends in a common cause of sharing the good news of the gospel. To change, you need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Find out what God says you are, who you are, and begin to operate in it. Confess it, believe it, and do it. As the disciples followed Jesus in love and obedience, he opened to them greater truths of the word. As you read God's word, he opens up greater truths to you. How you can operate, what you can do, what what you're capable of doing, what others are doing. It's up to us. They became heirs with Jesus. Abraham had the distinction of being called a friend of God. Let's go to James chapter 2. Let's look at this where it says this. In James chapter 2, How about that? I did it again. It's not there. How do you get 33 out of that? Maybe it's 3. Well, some place in James it talks about that, that um, Abraham is called a friend of God. Let's go to the Proverbs. I know I got that one right. Proverbs 18. In the book of Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 24, Proverbs 18, 24. A man that has friend must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. 
When you have Jesus, friend, he sticks with you. Glory to God. Follow me is an invitation of a life of fruitfulness, abounding. It's attached with a promise. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The men, of the, uh, the men who our Lord spoke of were fishermen by trade. Amen, Gloria. They not only fished for a business, but they also caught fish recreationally. Okay, I can get the words right. There's a vast difference between a fisherman and a catcher of men. We need to catch men. We need to fish for men. Like I said, how many fish have you caught this year? Hmm. Jesus issued a promise that a true believer or his followers would enable to have great honor and be productive in whatever they put their hand to. Are you productive in what you're doing? It can be a greater blessing if we go walk with him. Amen. Glory to God. Instead of measuring their reason for being a fisherman, he would lead them to measure their purpose. What's your purpose? What's your purpose? What measure do you have? What's your purpose? What's your purpose in the kingdom of God? We need to find out and begin to operate in it. Amen. Glory to God. Seek. Seek ye first. Not for what you, but what he wants you to do. What he wants us to do. In Come, Follow Me, Jesus extends an invitation of a life of high adventure. If you look at the, look at the lives of the, of the disciples after Jesus was resur- resurrected and they were, went through the known world, they had adventure. They did great things. Think of Philip. He's uh, walking, riding with the Ethiopian, and all of a sudden they're talking about being baptized, and the Ethiopian says, Oh, there's some water, just baptize me there. So they go out. Philip goes out there and baptizes him, and as soon as he baptizes him, Philip's gone. That might be the question. Think about it it's a life of adventure. Being translated. Think about it. Doing things God's way. What a blessing. Jesus extends his invitation that encourages them to invest their lives in the the adventure of faith. Are you pushing forth on, on, on your faith. As they say, put the, me- the foot, to, foot to the metal, or what's that? Can you think? Anyway, we're driving a car, you put your foot on it and just go. That's the way it should be with us. Put your faith out there and just mow, mow things down because God's with you. God's with us. We can do it. You can do it. 
You've got to have confidence to do it. You need to find out why you have confidence. Amen. We can do great and mighty exploits for the kingdom of God when we begin to follow him. To accept the invitation of come follow me is to discover the highest possible happiness. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's happy. That's joy. You can do it. You're called to do it. We're all called to do it. Being obedient helps us to be fruitful and productive in our lives and in, in whatever ministry God's called you to do. You'll be overflowing with the power and the anointing to bring great blessings upon others. There was an individual, um, just heard his name, his name is Dave, or David Hogan. He's down, he's a, quote, missionary to Mexico. He has had, in his ministry, 30 people raised from the dead. And that's, that's wild. Um, there's a lady, I can't remember, Heidi, I think her, Heidi is in Mozambique, Africa. And uh, Africa is, is Mozambique, I guess, is a kind of desolate place. It's hard to find food. Anyway, she got a pot, one of those big stewing pots, and started making the stew. Got it filled. The pot was full. And she invited people. I mean, these little African people didn't have anything. And she, there was a whole crowd gathered there because they can smell the aroma of that good good cooking and they started dipping the food out everybody ate and the pot was still full miracles are still taking place we just have you know, we're, we, we're so encapsulated with our own, own sound sometimes we don't understand hey God is wanting to work through people to be a blessing to others How would you like to go out there and dish out food? Well, that's one thing, you know. Think about it. Or you could think about the, the woman with the little cruise of oil. It lasted her until the uh, drought stopped. That's what's possible to us today. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This brings great joy to the heart of the Father and a deep inward satisfaction when we are a follower of the Lord Jesus. John, back, going back to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Verse 8 says, Here is my Father glorified that you, that you bear much fruit. We need to be doing something. We need to bear fruit. So shall be my disciples. Are we bearing fruit? We'll go back to fishing again. How many of you have been fishing lately? Are you bearing fruit? Oh, 
as we follow Jesus, we yield ourselves completely to the Holy Spirit and we do whatever he requires of us, ask of us, I should say. If we truly follow Jesus, we will go apart unto a secret place of prayer and have regular communications with God. Not just, you know, Mealtime, bless this food, bless this food, bless this food, and everybody at the table, listen. Or not lay me down to sleep. No, we need to have a regular time with God. Because when, when you get to know his heart, and he knows your heart, then you're able to progress and do the things he's called you to do. Because you'll know the power is with you. Or we'll... we'll I hate to say it, use, use a term that you'll feel that, it, that what he's called you to do, you can do. You won't just be hesitant about it. You will do it. We can do it. We've got to come alive. We've got to be fishers of men. Come follow me. Change. Be transformed. Hello. Glory to God. Regular worship will be a vital part of our spiritual walk. To follow Jesus means that we will define our purpose for being in terms of ministry to the glory of God. Mark, uh, Mark chapter, let's go there, back up to Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 10. Look at verse 45. This is what Jesus did. Mark 10, 45. For even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life for a ransom of many. We need to, when we are called, we need to feel the same thing that, that Jesus did. To do something for mankind. Those that are lost. We got to get out of the, the cocoon that we're in this protective cocoon that we, we are involved in. We need to break out and give, bring life to others. To follow Jesus may lead one into areas, one in the natural setting, in the natural settings we would avoid. Well, I don't want to go there. That's, you know, that, that's a bad place. Well, if, you're called, if God called you there, it might be a bad place, but you're going to make it good. But in doing great exploits, you will, be, you will accomplish and deliver the captives, set those that are in chains or in jail free. Where there's no rejoicing, they will rejoice because you have brought them the good news. Amen. But you can't just watch. You just can't say, well, I'll pray for somebody. You're called to do it. Jesus didn't say just sit on the pew. We're called to do something. He gave you two feet and, and, and two hands and a tongue to speak. Hello. Follow me means that there be boldness. 
that we will have boldness, confidence, and assurance of who we are in Christ Jesus. We're being transformed. We become more than conquerors. We defeat the enemy each and every day. It's not a burden to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us follow him wherever he leads, as the Spirit leads. He is our shield and also our protector. So we've got it all. We go forward. Okay? Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. In Matthew chapter 17, we're going to see something. Jesus said, come follow me. Amen? Come, follow me. Be changed. Matthew chapter 17. Verse 5. Matthew 17, 5. While he yet spake, behold, the bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus says, Come, follow me. And for our last scripture, let's go to Psalm, the book of Psalms, chapter 34. Psalms 34. Look at verse 8. Psalms 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Come, follow me, saith the Lord to you today. Occupy, be busy, be a disciple. Share the good news of the gospel. Become a fisher of men. Change lives. Amen. You need to change your life. And if we're not changing, we need to change. We need to go from glory to glory. We need to step out. Quiz time. Are you ready? Which disciple found the boy with five loaves and two fishes in the feeding of the 5,000? I know you know it. Let me give you a hint. It's multiple choice. Philip? Andrew or Simon? For those that are not quite too sure, look at John chapter 6 and verse 8. That'll give you your answer. That's how we'll play this game. I'll give you the question and we'll see if you know it. Okay, let's all stand. We'll close off. And you can tell me the answer next week. Father, we are praising you. We just give you thanks. Father, you said, come. Jesus said, come, follow me. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that possibly our eyes are open, Father God, to the greater value, Father God, that you see in us, Father God. Just as Jesus saw the value of each of, each of those 12 disciples, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we see the value that you've put into us to do the work that you've called us to do. Strengthen us, give us the boldness, the confidence, Father God. We rely upon your Holy Spirit for this. 
Uh, as we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed and we can be a blessing to those that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen.